Hello and welcome to New Wave Global and uh, Pakistan, uh, the fifth most populous country in the world, is going to election tomorrow. The electorate will elect a new government uh, for five years, uh, although most prime ministers never complete their tenure in Pakistan's history. And uh, let's see whether the new government would be able to complete its term. Uh, but what is happening in Pakistan at the moment is that the elections are all set. Uh, there was intense speculation that the elections might be delayed or cancelled by Pakistan's powerful military establishment. Uh, but certainly those uh, uh, predictions have uh, proven to be false because Pakistan's Supreme Court intervened and said that the elections must be held and they even got a date out of election commission of pakistan uh, a few months ago and tomorrow uh, there will be polls uh... now the question is whether these polls are going to be fair and transparent and free and there is a big question mark uh, pakistan's history is uh, testament is a testament uh, to militaries meddling into politics and their uh, uh, intense uh, um, hard work uh, to steer uh, the electoral results uh, in their favor uh, or at least to a party or a leader that they consider as a pliant civilian ruler. Uh, the only time the country had fair and free election, uh, which were uh, not uh, interfered with, was in 1970. And the results were disastrous because the military uh, refused to accept the results uh, and refused to transfer power to uh, the majority leader, uh, Sheikh Mujibur Rahman, who uh, was then the uh, most popular leader of then East Pakistan and now Bangladesh. And the results are clear. So what is happening tomorrow? Tomorrow, uh, what is going to happen is that uh, uh, I don't see any major rigging on the polling day uh, because all the pre-poll management has been achieved and accomplished rather effectively in the past few weeks. Uh, so the biggest um, two parties, uh, the Pakistan Tariqe Insaf, led by former Prime Minister and cricketer Imran Khan and the Pakistan Muslim League in Nawaz, led by the three-time elected Prime Minister Nawaz Sharif, who is now all set to uh, become the fourth-time Prime Minister, is the real contest. And uh, the, the Pakistan Tariq e Insaf or Imran Khan's party, the PTI, uh, has faced uh, uh, enormous difficulties in uh, holding a campaign. Well, first of all, Imran Khan is in jail. Uh, he has been charged with a variety of uh, cases, including financial irregularities, uh, his personal life, uh, as in his marriage contract was not void, uh, according to, to Sharia. And then uh, he was also accused of um, leaking a secret document, a cipher from the ambassador of Pakistan to the U.S., uh, in public, and uh, he's been accused of uh, uh, taking that cipher where, uh, document with him and losing it. Now, many of these cases, observers say, are frivolous. And of course, that is uh, how when the politicians fall foul of military's uh, favor, such cases are, uh, you know, not uncommon. 
but you know, it is not just that Imran Khan has been in jail, but also uh, his second tier uh, leadership is also in jail, facing a number of trials. Uh, his party was denied the electoral symbol bat, the cricket bat, uh, which is a big, big blow because in a country like Pakistan, where nearly half the population is illiterate, they re rely upon the electoral symbol for voting purposes. So this has effectively rendered the PTI, uh, you know, uh, at a disadvantage in these elections. A large number of its voters might find it difficult to identify their candidate. And even if they do, uh, those candidates are... Uh, uh, you know, being harassed or their camp or their, you know, campaign has not been uh, uh, allowed by the authorities, by the police, by the other law enforcement agencies. So it's a fairly uh, draconian sort of an environment for PTI. Now, this is again un very unfortunate for democratic evolution, uh, but sadly, there's a whole history to it. Uh, and that history is rooted in the last two years of Imran Khan's confrontation with the military establishment, wherein, wherein he tried to take uh, them on by mobilizing public opinion against the powerful army. And the army struck back uh, like, uh, uh, you know, like nobody's business. And uh, they used every trick in their bag, in their playbook to undermine this party and teach it a lesson. So that is where the PTI stands. Of course, things change in Pakistan. Politics is always fluid. So in a year or two years, when Imran Khan is out of jail, and he will be, uh, his fortunes would reverse. And uh, in the coming, uh, in the next election, uh, he surely could make a comeback. But for now, in 2024, his party is nowhere uh, as the major contender to form a government in Pakistan's capital, Islamabad. Uh, his party does have a, a strong base in the northwestern province, Khyber Pakhtunkhwa, where it will, uh, where independents who are affiliated with the Pakistan Tariq and Saf might win a good number of seats and might succeed in forming the government, but they would face a lot of obstacles there as well by the military uh, uh, and their managers, you know. So that leads us to the uh, Pakistan Muslim League uh, Nawaz, which is uh, another popular party with its based in the largest province of Punjab. Now, because its rival is in jail, there's a free hand, there's a free space open to them. So they are now uh, pretty confident. Uh, the former Prime Minister Nawaz Sharif, who heads this party, has had a successful campaign in the past few weeks, where, wherein he has addressed large rallies. Uh, he's found uh, electables. So Pakistan is a parliamentary democracy where electables uh, in the constituencies play a very important role. They're usually influential people with lots of money and they can uh, win elections. So Pakistan Muslim League Nawaz is likely to emerge as the largest party, whether it would get a single largest uh, party status or a simple majority in the parliament remains to be seen, but there are indications. In fact, there's a report in the news today, uh, which is Pakistan's largest newspaper, uh, which says that it might bag uh, somewhere between 110 to 132 seats. Now, if this report is true, then Nawaz Sharif is very much 
in a position, might be in a position after February 8th on, on the morning of February 9th to form a government on his own and run the country. The third party, the Pakistan People's Party, led by Bilawal Bhutto Hardari, uh, son of former Prime Minister and Pakistan's uh, famous leader, Benazir Bhutto, is also in the run. He has led a very successful campaign and uh, he has traveled across the country and really energized his party. He's young, he's dynamic, he has very strong progressive values, uh, but this party in the past has not really focused on building its cadres on the um, you know at the grassroots level and that is uh, obviously a disadvantage particularly in the largest province of punjab so uh, they might bag a few seats there uh, but in the southern province of sindh which is also uh, the capital you know since capital is karachi the the largest urban metropolis and a port city so uh, Bilawal Bhutto's uh, party, the PPP, is likely to form the provincial government in Sindh, and they could emerge as a large bloc in the uh, national elections as well, and could be uh, bargain uh, to join another party in the government formation process. But it is unlikely, at least for now, that's what it seems, uh, that this party would be able to form a government at the center. And there are smaller re religious parties, ethnic nationalist parties, which will bag a handful of seats. There will be, however, a large number of independents, uh, both in the provinces and at the center. And they would obviously then... Um, be in a very critical role in government formation uh, and let's see where they go. Uh, finally, there are some uh, new parties on the left like Hakuke Khalq Party led by Amar Jan. Uh, Amar Jan is contesting on a provincial seat in Lahore. Uh, he has also run a robust campaign and uh, he's likely to bag quite a good number of votes though it is unlikely whether he would be able to win this seat as of now, but then surprises are always there on the election day. Another left party, Awami Workers Party, has fielded a working class person from Islamabad who is actually a, more, uh, a, a automobile mechanic. And uh, that is a really rem remarkable de development. They are also running a very uh, vibrant campaign for uh, their candidate and let's hope they win because we do need working people in the parliament as opposed to the rich and the feudal and the powerful people uh, so that the pa Pakistan's political direction could change. So this is broadly where things stand. Um, now, the interesting thing which should be mentioned is that there are two transgender candidates in this election as well. And uh, that is uh, remarkable uh, because there is an increased recognition of transgender rights in Pakistan. So transgender persons have uh, fought for a long time to be recognized and uh, secure their, uh, their identity, uh, their legal identity and their, uh, you know, right to participate in elections. Uh, Nayab Mughal is contesting from Islamabad. And um, uh, let's hope that they all can also uh, find a place in the upcoming parliament. Uh, now, before I end this um, uh, video, I would like to also mention uh, that there are some young women participating in these elections. There's a 26-year-old candidate from Karachi uh, a contesting election on, the PP, on, a, on a PPP ticket. Um, you know, she happens to be 
the youngest candidate, uh, which is quite remarkable uh, in the sense that, you know, uh, Pakistan is a country of young people and the youth need uh, this kind of um, uh, support by, by mainstream political parties. Her name is Ikra Fatima. Then there is a, a, a Hindu, uh, which is a very small minority, a religious minority in Pakistan, Dr. Savera Prakash, who's contesting from Buner in uh, Khyber Pakhtunkhwa province. She has also been awarded a ticket by the Pakistan People's Party. The PPP has a clearly a pro-women agenda, very progressive agenda, and really one hopes that, you know, they focus on their party organization uh, going forward in the future um, so that they can back some votes. And then there's, of course, Gibran Nasser, another progressive candidate from Islamabad. And a very uh, a, a top lawyer and a thinking person, Salman Akram Raja from Lahore, who's contesting on a PTI ticket. Well, we wish them well. And let's hope that the elections remain peaceful. There are security threats. There are terrorist attacks ongoing. And it would take a lot of effort by the military and the paramilitary forces uh, to keep law and order and, and uh, avoid any clashes at the polling stations because the voters of the Pakistan Tariq and Saab are really angry at being uh, denied the level playing field. Um, so it would be quite a test for the authorities. But once the elections are over, at least one phase of uh, uh, you know transfer of power from the caretakers to the new government would be complete. I will return tomorrow with the prospects and the day after as to what happens after we find out about the results and whether that is good for Pakistan, whether that would bring the much needed political and economic stability uh, to uh, this country of 250 million people. With that, I shall end and hope to see you again. Goodbye.